Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm going through weed detox right now, so I'm kind of cranky. How are you? I'm fine. I'm really sorry about that. I went through that last month, and it was it was a wild <laughs> fucking shitty ride. Um, I've been having this thing. Do you ever have like a, like just an everyday event? Like it's just a simple thing, your task you're doing where you're like, this is part of a loser montage. Yes. Like, you know, like in a movie when like you could tell the character, like, like they're showing you things that the character is a loser. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was picking up the various pee pads around my house. <laughs> Just like, you know, doing my morning routine. Okay, here's another pee pad, dirty pee pad, because the cat has kidney failure. And so I'm like, I'm like looking up like the most expensive supplements for this cat. I'm like doing everything for this cat. But meanwhile, the cat is just peeing everywhere. Then also like the kind of the roof in our stairwell kind of is just falling in because of all this rain. And um, there's like a bucket in my house. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, this is the montage of like a not well person, like going through the world. Okay. I have a suggestion and it's, it's not loserish at all. Yes. Cat diapers. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not diapering my cat. When my dog, Sammy, my dearly departed dog, Sammy developed, um, diabetes, he just started peeing everywhere, everywhere. He just stare right at me and pee on the wall. And so I had to, I, I, I got him diapers. I got him doggy diapers. It's, 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 it's a, it is loserish, but also <laughs> your floor will not start to smell. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. The floor is not smelling so far because she really only has two spots. She really only has two real pee spots and whatever. But it also is my office. Like I was thinking about you coming to LA and I was like, oh yeah, Kim <laughs> won't come at, Kim's not coming in this room. Kim's not coming <laughs> That's if you could see, like, if you could see what my home looks like, you wouldn't be this way. Somebody I've seen your home. Like, I think we're about the same, but somebody, somebody said to me on Instagram, your house is always so clean. It's like remarkable. (laughs) 
And I was like, first off, like I'll go into debt to pay a cleaning person because I'm such a moron about cleaning. And number two, which I have gone into debt to pay a cleaning person, also the ADHD. And number two, like obviously I like stuff everything in drawers. Like my whole house is a junk drawer. Yeah, I know. I have several like junk shelves. (laughs) You know, you can see behind you here my junk mantle. My junk fireplace mantle, the most beautiful fireplace mantle, and I just put crap all over it. There's <laughs> mail everywhere. Oh my God. There's just, it's just junk and I try to contain it. But the way I contain it, because I don't really understand organization systems, is basically like lifting up rugs and putting it under. Like I'll just shove anything under anything so that there is like, I'm staging my home. That's basically what I'm doing. It's not functional. <laughs> it's just, that's what I should do is my next fucking career is stage a house. I can, I, if you're a slob, hire me. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's oh hilarious. my God. Yeah. That's, that's been my, that's been my big un, unfun thing of the week. Um, how about you? What is going on with you this week? This week, well, you know, still early in the week, but you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm cutting way back on the weed, way, 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 way back, and it's making me cranky. It's yeah. making me really cranky. Um, what did I do? I went to Connecticut with Paul over the weekend, and we, we, we judged a battle of the bands. That's super fun. That's it amazingly en- fun. It ended up being really, really fun. That's but- amazingly fun. One of the other judges, and I probably shouldn't go on about this, but I thought it was really interesting, was James Fry. Wow. That is the second reference of James Fry for me in like the last two weeks. Wow, that's crazy. Oh my God. Okay. And when when we were talking about him, my myself and my husband, my husband was like, what did he do after he made that book factory? Well, he didn't he write a novel? Maybe. So, you know, okay. So the story of James Fry, if anybody doesn't know, James Fry wrote a memoir and was it a memoir? That he, it was a memoir. Well, it was a memoir. Yeah. A memoir quotes. And then Oprah like featured it. And then Oprah was like, I love your book. It's so great. And then it came out that like he had, um, he had like fabricated a lot of it, I guess. And then Oprah scolded him and he had to take the Oprah label off his book or something. And then then years later, it came out that he like had an incubator for novels and he just had like a bunch of people like, we'll all work on it together, like a little factory. (laughs) And now I don't know what he's doing, but like that was a huge scandal. Anyway, so you know what he's doing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We didn't talk a lot. He talked about how he was. I mean, we did talk a lot. We talked a lot. He was yeah. a, actually a very nice guy. And I went I went into my mode where I was like, you know, you really got a shit deal. <laughs> I had a couple drinks. <laughs> I really admire how you handled it. And I thought about it later and I thought I, I, I kind of wasn't lying. Like, I'm fascinated by people who have something like so hugely disruptive happen in their lives that it like it it there or, or who are canceled in some meaningful way yeah yeah and without doing they, something disgusting or like being yeah. you know morally vile you know like this was this was a person who pawned off a a a fiction book as nonfiction. yeah so he was professionally vile yes yes um but I think about, you know, I think I think about it be- and I relate to people like that a little because of what happened to me because I went through such a terrible time. 
Yeah, and I just relate to people who have been broken in some way. I'm not I'm not talking about like sexual assault or anything, but I relate to people who have fucked up whose ego was like, you know, that that, that is an ambition monster right there, right? Yeah. Like who's like ego was just like I got to win. I got to win. I got to win. I can't tell the truth. Like imagine also the shame that you're I mean, one hopes that you're feeling and the paranoia and you're like they're going to find me out, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. That is interesting. That is much more interesting than what I did over the weekend, which was introduce my child to the movie Groundhog Day. Like, And how did they feel about it? They loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to have like sweet moments with my kid. Oh, God, 13. So the other night we took away all um, electronic devices. We were like, that's it. The homework wasn't done. You're not getting the iPad tonight, whatever. So everything was taken away. And I woke up in the morning, and I probably shouldn't say this on air. This is a violation of my child, but I'm just going to say it anyway, their privacy. But they had taken out every stuffed animal they ever played with as a, as a baby out of the back closet and had set him up all over their room like a little like a little kid. Like, Aww. And that's the thing about being 13 is like you're, you're like half a, half a, almost grown up and half still a little kid. And like, I was like, oh my God, you took out, you took out Raccoonie. And they were like, shut up, shut up. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) Oh man. And like, it just made me feel, because we've been having like so many battles and everything. And it just made me feel so tender for this poor kid just in transition of life, you know, just the worst. 13. could not pay me enough. Could not pay me enough. I mean, and just the, 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 the endless conversations about weight that I have to have with this child that I have that I'm like, well, that, you know, what you're saying doesn't align with my values. Uh, you know, bodies come in all shapes and sizes and the kid coming back with, you don't read the internet, do you? <laughs> like, what do you want from me? I'm not, I'm not changing my stance, you know, it's just yeah. a lot. It's a fucking lot. It's a, it's a, it feels to me emotionally as hard as it did physically. It feels to me emotionally right now. And I've probably said this before as hard as it did physically when the kid was a baby, which was a a physical trial. This is a total emotional trial. Um, How can it not be? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're the receptacle for everything and you just have to like stay, stay cool even when they're not cool at all not cool um but yeah we're trying to go through some old movies um i i showed them big they're like wow tom hanks was young like (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what happens before you get old exactly yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh man how funny well i've been watching feud oh how is it horrible okay it's it's not good it's not good, but I do think it's I do think it's it's worth watching. Okay, it's like a it's fun to watch. It's it's fun to watch. It's very histrionic. It's, you know, like Ryan Murphy is always that way kind of. Um He is. It's a shame. It's a fucking shame because he gets the best topics. Yeah. Like who did he had? He had Halston too. Yep. Yep. And that was like visually wonderful and he had obviously had a huge budget. And like it was a crap it was crap. Yeah, this is also visually beautiful. Um, it does make you realize though, because it's about all of these society women who turned on Truman Capote when he turned on them and wrote an article that was published in Esquire okay. about a thinly veiled account of all of their lives. Okay. 
and what it, and it's like Babe Paley and Slim Aaron's was that her last name and 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 CZ Guest and all yep. of these yep. like society ladies. Yeah. And um it's beautiful to watch. It really is, but it makes you realize like women had no power. Even these women who had yeah. all of this money, married to powerful men, yeah, had no power. Their only power was in like going out and going to lunch and doing things and 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 and, and buying things and looking good. Yeah. Yeah, that was their job. And the husbands all cheated. It just it made you it made me happy I live now even as imperfect as now is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot because I've been thinking a lot about how much people like romanticize um even magazines back in the day, like how much that that publishing is romanticized, like monoculture and magazines and that was not that was not fun. It was not like it was not it was not good. It was good for a very few people, but like I don't think publishing or media or writing is any way better now, but at least more people can do it, you know? Yeah, but, you know, I have such mixed feelings about that because I think that the whole, you know, the, the revolution that we saw digitally made it so that voices that weren't getting heard were getting heard. And I think yeah. that's super, super important. But I also think, and I hate to use this word, but it's right. it's a word that meant something before people overused it. Like there is something to curators. There is something yeah. to authorities who know how, who, who decide what's going to be on, you know, above the fold. Right. Expertise. There's, there's something to expertise and expertise comes from really, you know, studying a, even if it's a mundane subject, understanding, you know, un even with beauty, like understanding what a face primer is, yeah. understanding, understanding what ingredients go into something, understanding fashion, understanding the cut of something. Like I've been looking at so fashion really seems to be back right now. I don't know if you saw like the Marc Jacobs show looked amazing. Mm -hmm. um, there was the Margiela. Well, I don't know how to pronounce that. Margiela. Mar yeah. Margiela. Yeah, that, that was, I mean, I'll never forget those images. They were gorgeous, right? Mm -hmm. It feels like something is really happening again, right? Yeah. And I do enjoy, there are a couple of young Vogue reporters who really get it. And I enjoy like their historical knowledge of fashion, why mm -hmm. they know these shows are important, why certain pieces are important. I, I really, I do appreciate expertise. It's just, it's, 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 it's a balance, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it, you really got to balance it out because it, you know, I do think the fact that there are voices being heard is, is important. But, and, and, you know, just the whole idea that gatekeeping is the thing that people are aware of and trying not yeah. to do yeah. is a good thing, but I still yeah. like, I miss authorities. I, you yeah. know, and, you know, even, you know, again, with Pitchfork going away, my days of reading music magazines are long over, but, you know, there was a place people could really get some authority and it's just a little harder. Yeah. In general though, like criticism, we've just... I don't think people want credit. Like I want to know what people think of things. Like when I, when I'm going to see a movie, I'd like to know what, what trusted critics are saying about it or TV. And I just mm -hmm. feel like there are fewer and fewer places. And I was reading something that, um, the younger generations just don't like criticism. This young generation, they, like, they don't, they don't want think they don't want to read criticism. You know what they want to read? They want to read recaps. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what it's about. It's not about criticism. And in some ways, a recap can be a criticism. I think that, you know, 
there are very talented recappers out there. Yes. But it no, I don't that doesn't surprise me a bit. No, and I guess that, you know, everybody has a voice. All the voices are equal if you get enough followers, right? So it's just like nothing, nothing really matters anymore. I don't, it, it's like, it's sometimes I just think about the world right now and I'm like, I don't even, I don't get this. I don't understand, <laughs> like, I don't understand it. I don't like, I'm reaching the point of like, there was something Charlotte was trying to explain to me, like skibbity-doo toilet. There's some like weird meme thing. And I was mm -hmm. like, I don't understand any of the words in this. Like, I don't, no, I, I don't understand one word. I don't understand what's funny about it. I don't un like, I guess this is just what it is to be generational. Like I, you know, to be old and have lived so long and it's not for you and whatever, but yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. And I, I, I mean, I feel like, I guess I feel like the things I don't get anymore are not for me anyway. Yeah. But getting, becoming detached from pop culture, which I don't want to be, but at the same time, don't care. It's complicated because I don't want to get so out of touch that I don't like, I don't know what people are talking about. Right. But I also don't give a shit, you know, like, well, it's like neither of us has to know what Riz means. Right. Right. I'm never going to write, like, for example, there's nothing more embarrassing to me than when like a, a person of our age is trying out new slang. <laughs> like, yes. There's nothing if I was like, yeah, Kim, you got Riz. I, I, <laughs> I remember like a white, a white male friend of mine was like trying out some new words on Instagram. And I saw him be like, look at my dope wife. And I was like, ah, <laughs> You're 45 oh and you wear mom jeans. Like, stop. <laughs> I know. No. I know. It's 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 a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. There was an article sort of on this. There was an article this week. I don't know if you saw it. I shared it on Instagram that everyone is a sellout now. Did you see yes, this? I read it. I saw it this I saw it this morning because someone shared it on our Facebook page mm -hmm. and I saw that you were obsessed with it. So I read several paragraphs. I, I appreciate you reading several paragraphs <laughs> of it. But it's but it's a you know, it's the story of our time. It is. And what it is about what it is about specifically is about artists and how every artist has to be a self promoter. And that that there's no there's no way to get your work out in the world anymore. You can't just write something a beautiful book and you or you right. can't just make a beautiful piece of art or music. You have to be a full three, you know, 360 brand and TikToks and whatever. And I'm going through this right now because I'm, I'm talking to the marketing publicity team and there are many conversations about what, I, what are you willing to do? Like, and the, the subtext is you must be willing to do everything. Right. And, right. and that feels kind of gross to me. And I was so happy for this article to come out because it specifically talks about Gen X and about the idea that like, Everything was embarrassing and the I, selling out was the ultimate sin is what the article says. And I love this because um, I, I love this because it's so true of us. Like, yeah, it really was like, I think a lot about Ben Anastas and I feel like Ben Anastas is, is like the epitome of this, like, just like, don't, don't ever fucking sell out. But like, 
because our friend who's a writer, Ben Anastas, and he wrote a very Gen X book, didn't he? Wasn't his first book very Gen Underachiever, X? Underachiever's Diary. That's right. That's right. And he and he listens to the podcast. So hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. I love you and respect you, Ben. And you never sold out. <laughs> Um, but, but there's this, um, okay. So this, this is the quote that I really died over. Um, more than that, you've got to actually spend your time doing this stuff on the off chance that the algorithm picks it up and people care about what you have to say. You've got to spend your time doing this, even though it's corny and cringe and your friends from high school or college will probably laugh as you quote, try to become an influencer. You've got to do it even when you feel like you have absolutely nothing to say because the algorithm demands you post anyway. You have to do it even if you're from a culture where doing any kind of self-promotion is looked upon as inherently negative, or if you're a woman for whom bragging carries an even greater social stigma than it already does. You've got to do it even though the coolest thing you can do is not have to do it. Yeah. Yep. And that's the devil's bargain now. There's no, there's no way around it. There's it's really true. It's, it's so interesting, the whole sellout thing. You know, I remember when I got the job at Lucky being like anxious, knowing that all of my indie rock friends were going to be like, you know, look at Kim. She's a sellout. She's a sellout. Did you feel like a sellout? Did you feel like a sellout? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes not a sellout because I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting success. And I think I brought some of my sensibility to Lucky. You did. But a hack, a little bit of a hack sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we had this conversation a lot at the time. Like I was like, Everybody talks about, everybody talks about their hair. Like everybody wants to know the best thing to use for their hair. Like there's no shame in this, you know, because it was like, it was because you were, you were using your brain on something, you know, frivolous, but it was like yeah. actually a useful thing you were doing and arguably a lot more useful than some of our friends who were like trying to like place reviews of like obscure Russian literature. Yeah. I mean, I thought that, I mean, I still think that Lucky was like a feminist magazine. It was. You know, I mean, I, I, I certainly there were people who disagreed with that, but I thought I, you know, I, I, I had a quote once um, in an article where, you know, the, the author was asked, the author, of the, it was David Carr, actually, your old friend, David Carr. Oh, yeah. Um, gone, but not forgotten. And he asked me if I felt like I was doing something frivolous. And I was like, it's 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 no more frivolous than writing a 2000 word profile of a rock star. I mean, I'm, I actually feel like I'm using my brain kind of rigorously in this job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and certainly also flexing writing. It is so hard to write so short and to write about the same thing. 40 times and not use the same adjectives. I will never, I mean, that uh, I've talked about this. Other writers, Ramon Alam has talked about this. Like, that was like a boot camp for writing. Because if you can write a denim guide, a 10 page denim guide, and not use the same adjective, and all the fucking genes look the same, <laughs> like, that's using your brain in an actually an interesting way, to be honest. Yeah, it's like it's like a puzzle. You know, yeah. it's like a puzzle. Yeah, you know, I had so many. I was such a I was such a um 
fascist about certain phrases and words I didn't like. And now I and now that I am confronted with often writing about multiple identical things, I use them all. Oh, I know. I know you do because I see them because I was a recipient <laughs> of your fascism. And and now I see you in the blog and I'm like, oh, she would have never let that pass. <laughs> like I will. I, I, I remember saying that nobody could use the word simple to describe a piece of clothing because simple didn't sound like a positive thing to me. Like that was just arbitrary and ridiculous. How did everybody not hate me? You know what, though? I feel like those were the standards, right? Like we had to meet these standards. So it made us work harder. It was incredibly motivating, honestly, because if you just kind of, it was a free for all, then the writing, the the magazine was written really well and it could have been stupid and you didn't let it be stupid. So I, you know, I totally, I totally applaud that. I think the worst thing that you used to do is you could never say something was your thing was don't insult the other pants somebody has in their closet. So it was like, right. never insult whatever they might already own, which meant that you couldn't talk about like a pair of pants being the best pair. Like you had to like, you couldn't be like, this is better than any other pair of pants you've tried. Like you couldn't ever do that. There were so many c- constructions you couldn't do. So we, I mean, I remember in the beginning, I was just like, I don't know what, I felt like I was on the moon. I didn't know like, what I was going <laughs> to do. And I remember being like, th- like going really dreamy. And then that was wrong. It was a very specific voice. And, you know, that's what's, that's something that nobody is getting trained to do. There's no cohesion. Nobody. There's no cohesion. There's no, the, you know, editors There's don't no- give that. Yeah. I mean, I see it because my stepson is about to graduate college and his dream job was edit is editor in chief of Pitchfork. Like that's that was his dream job. Oh God. You know, okay. and 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 I can see that, you know, for kids that age, they're not getting the kind of rigorous training that we got because staffs were bigger, because there were people on staff who would like look after you and help you out. And it just doesn't everybody's so oversubscribed now that there's no room for nurturing. There's no room for mentoring. There's and craft. Who's teaching yep. these people craft? And we're not, I'm not talking about like creative writing. I'm sure those, those programs are rigorous and that's creative writing, but like who's teaching? Like I have an editor friend who told me that she believes that she got a freelance story in that was written by AI. Really? Yep. And I bet it's happening more and more. Like I, and it's so weird because when I put up these episodes every week, there's an, there's an offer of AI show notes and the show notes are so weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> what they pull out, what what the what AI pulls out from this conversation is so odd, stupid. Um, it, it's it's just like banal. It, it there's no life to it. There's you can just feel that there's no life in the language. Well, there's. I mean, it's only going to be as good as the people who are creating it. Yeah, right? yeah, but still there's just human decisions you make as an editor I and know. a writer, you know? And that's what young writers should be wanting to be. Like they should be honing voice. Voice should be their number one thing because that's the way we fight AI. Personal experience, yeah. you know, create creative word choice because the AI can't do that. 
I mean, all you have to do is go on Amazon for a few minutes and try to read some product descriptions. I'm sure it's different with the books, but any product description, it's not even word. I mean, it's not even language. It's not even sentences. It's like, it's, 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 it, it's, it, it makes me a lot less worried about the robots taking over anytime soon. Well, it's, bl- yeah, me too. It's really bland and it's not making the right connections. That's what's so interesting yeah. about it is because the thrill of writing, which, you know, I I, I said that I, that I feel like it's mental barfing. I don't actually feel that way. Sometimes I feel that way, but the thrill of writing is those in the moment, on the spot, connections you make like, oh my God, I'm going to put these two things together and that's funny. You know, mm-hmm. like the AI can't do that. No. AI doesn't know what something smells like. No. And people are like, oh, but AI will. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't now. It's, 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 it, it's just crap. It is. It's just like crap spewed everywhere. And if I Word were crap, if I were a young person, I think, I think your stepson is right. Because if I were a young person trying to get into writing today, I would be trying to get into the most human kind of writing I could reviewing things. Mm-hmm. AI, AI can't do that. Um, right. You know, um, memoir first, per- like just visceral experiences. That's what I would be doing and get away from like copywriting and like, this travel destination looks like this, like as personal as you can be and as original as you can be. That's really, if I, welcome, really welcome to, welcome to my Ted talk. I just came up with it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's really good and really true. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like deep, deep understanding of things. Like this is why I sometimes I'm like, maybe magazines will come back because I feel like people are actually hungry for it. I mean, this is now a full circle conversation, but I feel like we're hungry for that human, that human element, that curation, all of it. Well, I feel like there's an interesting world going on with like small magazines. Yeah. Yeah. You know, magazines under like 10,000 or 20,000 circulation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the truth is we're just all going to have to be paying for content. Like, that's just the truth. The The, the free content model was the dumbest model that like, just yeah. let's put it, let's slap it on the internet. And when I was at, when I was at Hello Giggles, I was like, we have a really good core audience here. Like we had a very, very devoted base audience. And I said, instead of chasing Facebook clicks and blowing this up, I think we should make this a subscription and it could be like $4 a month. And everybody thought I was fucking crazy. And I was a hundred percent right. Cause, cause at the time, all anybody wanted to build was nothing. Just like the fucking house of cards bullshit. Yeah. And, and like, that's not how you build a brand. But so anyway, we're all going to have to pay for content as, as why people pay for your sub stack. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the self-promotion part of it. Cause we kind of, yes. we got away from that. We and I, I, I think, and you, you're confronting that. I mean, I think you do a very, you, you, you walk the line very well. And I think if you just continue to walk the line very well between being like, you know, here's my self promote thing. Yeah. And here's my funny, you know. Well, I'm not, I'm not getting on TikTok. I'm not. No. How can any, I can't believe they're telling writers to go on TikTok. Oh, are you kidding? They wish you were, they want, they want you, there's no budget for anything. There's no, there's every old way of doing everything is broken. Anyway. So yeah, the, the self-promotion thing. I mean, I think, I think that, it, I think that I'm, I'm going to make you do it with me. <laughs> 
That's no, what I, I think. think I think we have a plan. We have we a plan. We probably shouldn't. We're we not going to talk about it. Talk about it. We're not going to talk about it because we, we talked about something else that didn't happen. We do. Sometimes we talk about things that don't happen, but we'll, well, but sometimes things will happen. Um, but no. So in terms of self promotion, I I am resigned to the fact that I'm going to ask everybody I know to promote this book. And I'm going to do that at least because I'm usually too shy to do that. And I'm at least going to do that. I'm at least going to call up everybody I know and be like, Hey, could you promote this book? And also I'm going to have to start like doing extra things about it on social media. It's fine. I'll figure it out. Well, you have the benefit of the book being very good. Thank you. And I think that when you've, when you've produced something that's, that works, that's really effective and powerful, that you're allowed to be confident and promote your fucking self and not feel the kind of like, you know, gross sellouty feelings, you know, because you and I both have people who we look at out in the world who self-promote in ways that we think are disgusting. This is gross. But, Just- <laughs> but there's a way, I think there's a way to promote yourself without being self-promoting. I need like a gimmick. I need like some kind of. <laughs> I need like gimmick. A- what gimmick do you need? Your Jennifer Romolini. That's the gimmick. I know, but then you feel like you have that everybody knows you. I mean, I already have people giving me psychological advice every week in my DMs. <laughs> like, you know, know, it's like weird because how do you separate the brand from the self? Like, that's. I feel like Emma Gannon would know how know the answer to this question. Yeah, maybe we have to have Emma on, even though she's yes. so damn young. Sorry, guys, we might have to have Emma on, even though she's young. I feel like she has the answers to all to many of our questions. Yes, I do too. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. 
Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule, essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Ah. Okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. Um, I started watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Everybody hates it. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. I just read a I just read the first paragraph of a review of it. That's how I've been <laughs> reading things. <laughs> I'm, no, in fairness to me, we're having several guests on the on the on the um podcast in coming weeks whose books I've been reading. So I, I'm focusing on that. That's true. That's true. Um uh, yeah, I really like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's totally different than the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie version. And I, uh, I've i only watched an episode and a half, but I'm really into it. It's really, he's just so cool. And I am just, um, I am. I oh, am it's into- what's his name, who I like so much. Yes, it's. Uh, it's So much I can't remember his name. Oh my God, why can't I remember? It's, um, it's Daniel Glover, Donald Glover, Donald Glover. It's Donald Glover. That's who it is. God damn. He doesn't look like a Donald. I never thought of that before. He really does not look like a Donald. Well, I know because there's only one Donald we can think of now when we think of Donald's. Donald is such a, yeah, Donald is such a name. I, it's like, like somebody in Charlotte's, uh, somebody in one of Charlotte's classes named Ron and Charlotte was like, I didn't know we named people Ron anymore. <laughs> like, I know, that's <laughs> hilarious. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a name. Anyway, Donald Glover's in it, and I really, really like it. And the the girl from Pen 13 is in it. And anyway, it's really it's it's very good. I I recommend it. I've also I finished Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. I'm trying to read more novels. And um, it was really first I was like, this is slow and I don't like it. But then I was like, I cannot believe you're getting me to care about video games. And then I was like, oh, this is a great novel. Wow. Yeah. Who wrote it? I don't. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) first off, first off, it was on my Kindle, which means anything, anything could happen. Like, I don't know anything. Sometimes I'm like in the middle of reading one book and accidentally cross over to another book. It's like, it's just too crazy. Um, uh, The person who wrote it is uh, Gabrielle Zevin. Hmm. It's really good. I'm trying to read more novels because I want to figure out how novels are written. Yeah. I want to figure out how to how what is a what is a novel? How does one do it? It's magic. That's the only thing I can think to create a world. It's something I, I'm not I'm not capable of. You know, I, I just don't think I would be to create a world that way. To be, I think that even though many writers are narcissistic, there's a way you have to live outside of your own concerns to create a universe. Or do you just create like six mini yous? 
Like you just, (laughs) you're just creating like, you're creating like whatever, however many characters you're just like, it's all, it's all like things you've experienced, but you're just like applying it to different people. Yeah. And different motivations. I have no idea if that's the case, but, um, I think it's, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I have a beauty. I have a beauty recommendation. Oh, tell me. I was at Sephora in Connecticut when we were in Connecticut over the weekend for the battle of the bands. And I, um, I picked up some benefit. their real magnet extreme lengthening mascara. Okay. Okay. You know, benefit their real mascara has, has existed for a while, but this has some kind of magnet thing going on in it, which, you know, I don't know what that means. Maybe you do. So it's like the merit, it's more like the merit mascara than it is. And thrive has one too. It's like, um, it, it's less like, I don't know exactly what the technology is. I would have to look it up, but it's less like, like the old school mascaras we all use that are like these liquid sort of clumpy formulas and they go on this like magnetizes. And when they come off, you could see it. There's like little flecks on your, it's a different, it's a different kind of material. It's probably like some silicone in it, I think, but I'm not sure. I will say that it gave me very long lashes and I've never gotten lashes this long without attendant clumps. That's amazing. I mean, that's the way I was feeling about merit too. And then I just stopped liking it. I tried the merit and I didn't like it. I was so excited for it and it didn't do anything for my lashes. Oh, see, I think the merit is better than the Jones Road for sure. But the Jones I, Road, I'm the Jones Road, I'm kind of cooling on because it is very clumpy. Well, I got a new one and I was like, I, I got a new one and I was like, this is this is only okay. And then it gets clumpy. Like I like other Jones, which I like more the 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 face, the the concealer and the um and the foundation that people hate. But um Yeah, I love the foundation too. And I've been using they have a bronzer. I've been using a bronzer of theirs. And recently. they're on there and their eyeshadow is good. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't like the Merit Mascara. I love them. I think the Merit Mascara is good. And my hopes might have been too high. Maybe they were too high. I don't know. I told you I'm back on Kush. I was just back on um, the the Kush Mascara, like from the old school Lucky Days. The Milk Kush the Mascara? Milk, the Milk Kush. Yeah, that's good. I like that. It's really good. It's really good. I mean, all of these mascaras, I want mascaras to last longer than they do. The problem is, is like you go three weeks later and you're like, oh, now this is dried up and shit. Like they really don't yeah. last very long mascaras, but- you know. Well, you know what I've started doing, and I don't do it all the time, but I I, I buy minis. Oh, that's smart. And the minis, the minis don't, you know, they're gone by the time they dry out. Huh. And it's easier to apply mascara with a little wand than a big one. It's much easier to be precise. Well, yeah, I think you're right. And I think that that's something I'm going to, oh, that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. I am... I am about to, so I am in my month of sunscreen, which is not my most exciting month of just reviewing sunscreen after sunscreen after doing a month of hair. But next month I'm in skincare for like three months and I am psyched. I'm going in on Thursday to meet with a um, plastic surgeon just about like, what is out there and what can you do? And, you know, there's, there's a thing they're doing now that they are putting filler like in your scalp right above your temples that's supposed to lift up your whole fucking face. It's just, it's filler like right at your hairline. Um, And then there's something called Sculptra, which is like rebuilding your collagen. Like I can't wait to learn about all this shit, but there's also, you were not wrong. I'm interviewing someone about estrogen cream for the face, 
not it's not the same as the one you put in your veg. It's mm-hmm. like a different formulation, but <laughs> that's but it's real and you can get it from prescription. You can get it from prescription by prescription. So I'm meeting with this company called Muesli. Um, if anybody wants to look at, look at them on Instagram and I'm going to start trying that. And I don't know what that will do, but I can't wait to find out. I feel like just Botoxing and just filling is not, I feel like there's now these things that really are building collagen. And I think that, I think that, you know, that, that might be the new, that might be the new way to go. I forget what they're called. There's a word for them, but. Anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited about skincare. I'm like, tell me fucking everything. I want to know which which $12 cream you think is good. Apparently, like rock retinol over the counter is supposed to be the best one. Really? Yeah, if you were into retinol. I, I can't do the retinol because I have sensitive skin. I know. I know. I know you can't, but I do think you could. Well, it's probably not. It's probably doesn't do very much. The Shani Darden is like very gentle, but I don't know if it... Um, well, so far, I don't really have a lot of wrinkles. That's not the concern. Yeah, you really don't. You don't have wrinkles and you don't like have hollows. You really don't. Well, I don't have hollows because I, I chose my face and not my ass. Like I'm, you know, oh, like I'm, okay. I'm not small. And so I don't have hollows because I'm not gaunt. Somebody wrote on the Facebook this week, and I could not have related to anything more, which is, I'm not even that gaunt, but which is they woke up one morning and their under eye area was just like two, like two, two holes, like, two, like, <laughs> like I, I similarly like woke up the other day and I was like, this shit, this is a real hollowed out area under my eyes. Like this is, and I can't even put concealer in it because the skin is so crepey. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck do you do for this? I guess you just live and you just get old. <laughs> just you look great. I just have to say it again. You look great. I know I, you look great too. It's like we're all our worst enemy. It doesn't matter. It's like also there again. There's no there's no product in the land that's going to make me look 35 again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not what I'm looking for. It's just I'm looking to slow it down. I just um, want to jaw. I just want a jawline again. I truly believe that there are non-surgical facelift solutions. I have been watching a lot of videos of a lot of dermatologists that I'm going to be talking to. And I think that they can do a lot um, without you having to go under the knife. Oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying never to going under the knife, but I do, I, I do think that unnecessary surgery is worth avoiding. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, All right. Do you want to answer a couple of listener questions? Okay. Let's answer a couple of listener questions. I have, I have, I have copied and pasted some here. Okay. Okay. Here's one. Yes. Facials, facials. Do you get them? And if so, what kind? There are so many treatments now and I feel confused as about what to choose. I wouldn't get a facial. I don't think, I mean, I don't need to unclog my pores. I would get I would get microneedling over a facial. Well, you know, I always remember with Jean Godfrey June, who was the beauty director of Lucky Set, and she did not believe in facials. She really felt like if you if you go to a cosmetic dermatologist and get a real treatment, but a facial, I mean, facials just like putting crap on your face and steaming it, and yeah, and usually, and the other thing I don't like about it is usually I'm very disciplined about using the same products on my skin all the time, and you go get a facial and they use a whole different set of products on you. They use a whole different set of products on you. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's good if you have a bunch of clogged pores. It opens your pores, and like I guess the steam is good, but it just feels like the results are so 
temporary. And I just want, I'd, I'd rather put that money towards something like a laser treatment or, you know, microneedling or some kind of like electrocurrent yep. or an LED mask. That's the other thing I'm going to be trying out is those weird, creepy looking LED masks. Um, yeah. I'm intrigued by those. I'm intrigued by those too. I wonder if they do anything. Um, Th they also have head masks that are supposed to help like grow your hair. Yes. Yes, they do. Indeed they do. Um, I, I don't suppose they call them head masks. I, I don't think they do. They also, they are the cre. I mean, they are the, the main reason I'm calling in all these laser masks. I just want the selfies. It's just crazy how weird you're going to look, <laughs> but the head one is just like, <laughs> you're an alien. It's just, yeah. But there are there there are things you can do for your hair to stimulate stimulate your um stimulate scalp growth. I don't know if they work, um, but I've had good I've had good luck. There's actually a Nutrafold dupe that was just sent to me. I've had good luck with uh, supplements and hair growth. That, nobody's well, asking I've, about that, but actually, there was a question. One of the questions was about thinning hair. Oh, okay, okay. So we can answer that. She was okay. one sentence just about thinning hair. Thinning hair is a fucking drag. Yep. It's happened to me a great deal in my life. Right now, I'm on oral minoxidil. You are? Yeah. I've been on it for a, a couple months. You did not tell me that. <laughs> well, you know, I just didn't know if it cleared the bar <laughs> of, like, interesting content. It's incredibly interesting. If you would have texted me that, I would have texted with you about it for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> Well, it's too soon to tell if it's done something. You have to be on it for several months before you see results, but I am optimistic. I also, I know many, many people have had good luck with Nutrafol. You've there, had good luck with Nutrafol. I've had good luck with Nutrafol. There's a Nutrafol um, replacement. I think it's cheaper. It's called Wellbell. I just looked it up. Um, and it's supposed to be as good. It has almost the same in ingredients and a little bit less maybe vitamin D, but um, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be the it's supposed to be like a Nutrafol dupe. And I think it's that's about the same. It's $68 for a bottle. I mean, th these are just expensive, but you don't have to take as many maybe. I don't know. These are just expensive supplements. I, I bet you could do something on your own like to put it together, but it's just easier for me to do this. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are I forget exactly what it's called, but there is this um, plasma injection thing Yeah, that's also very expensive that people have, I've heard that people have had good results with. I, I find it scary, but inexpensive, but I, yeah, you know, it's tough. Your hair gets thinner as you get older. If you have thinning issues, it gets, it gets even thinner. I'm, you know, I'm all about the topper now. Yeah. 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 How's that been working out? It works out great. Yeah. It works out great. It gets like it gets it, it gets a little loose after a few weeks and I have to go back to the hair salon and have her like redo it so yeah. that it's nice and tight. Yeah. But it it doesn't feel like anything to have it on my head. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm That's good. You know, That's good. which is good. I I couldn't handle that. It looks like it looks pretty real. Yeah. And like does. if you know you might be able to tell but like, and I've talked about in the podcast, so everybody knows, so maybe everybody can tell, but no, it's worked out great. I mean, it's stupidly expensive, but like I've said before, it's the one thing I do. It's yeah. my one beauty thing. I would say for hair and for anybody going through perimenopause, transition, menopause, get 
some blood work done where you could see yep. where your nutrients are. Because the other thing I've heard with hair is iron. A, a poor iron can make your hair get thinner. You know, there's all sorts of like vitamin deficiencies uh, that can make your hair get thinner. And, and um, medication and medications can make your hair get thinner. Medications. And if you are, if you are, if you can get hormones, if, if you are per, a candidate who can get hormones, get hormones. Because even like last week, the last couple of weeks, I was having, I was really struggling. I was getting depressed. I was having these joint aches. My hair was getting weird again. And I just needed a little bit more estrogen because my estrogen had just plummeted again because it just is what keeps happening. So I'm on yeah. hormone replacement therapy and I have to modulate that all the time because I'm further away from my ever having a period and my estrogen is going to keep dropping. So I'm going to keep increasing my, not probably forever, but you know, there's a, there will be a level at some point. And I increased, I take it in a cream. I increased by one pump and I feel amazing. Yeah. So that's great. Estrogen is so fucking important. It really, really is for all of these things. Like my shoulder pain went away. My foot pain went away. It was just like it, it happened over the course of a week. Mm. So that's wow. that's also a recommendation. Um, light topic. When traveling, what's your desired airport vibe? Sweats, something chic, cocktail, coffee, plop and read, or walk around whilst listening to podcasts, hey now, or music? I am, I'm actually writing a post about this today because I am like, I, I am not a planner at all, mm -hmm. but when it comes to travel, I get like really obsessive about every aspect of the trip mm -hmm. and I am traveling soon to Los Angeles and I know I'm so excited. We're going to see each other. Yes. Um, but I, okay. So when I, but I remember like when I worked at Lucky, I remember going to the airport, like in heels. Yes. Yes. Like I remember dressing, like in those days, I dress nice for the plane. Um, I wear jeans. I don't wear sweats. I don't think I'd feel comfortable wearing sweats. Um, I, I, I keep it pretty casual. I wear all the heaviest things I'm bringing with me. Yep. So that I don't have to put them in the suitcase. Yep. Um, I must, you know, check in the instant we get to the airport and then go through security the instant after that. Like I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm obsessive about getting to the airport early. Then I have to go locate the gate, <laughs> just locate it because sometimes they're very far away and you think you have a lot of time to look at magazines or whatever you look at now in the airport. I'll go locate the gate. Then I will like, I will go into every single store. Okay. We have never traveled together, but I am the same. <laughs> I am the fucking same. I, the gate must be located. I have to know exactly what's happening. I, you know, I don't need a coffee. I don't need to stand a long coffee line, but I will go into every, I will go into every store. I will like pick up some nuts. I will, you know, the, the whole thing. Um, but I also don't carry, I also am not a sweats person and I am not a carry a pillow person. I am not a carry a pillow. I'm not a carry a pillow person either because those pillows are not, they're, they're just not comfortable. They don't work. No, you know, they I don't. know there are some that like strategist says are very good and great, but, and they're bulky. They're really fucking bulky. And it's the aesthetic, the, like the aesthetic of like having like, if, or people who carry like their from at home pillow on the fucking plane, like that yeah. I can't, or like, you might as well have a stuffy, like I can't, but like you have, <laughs> you have like the neck pillow hanging off your backpack, like, oh, yeah. with like a, with like a paisley pattern. No, 
no, no offense yeah. to anybody who does that. But when I would travel, I used to travel to Ireland like every six weeks, two months from Los Angeles. And that was a long trip. And that I had down. I had like a wrap that I could like wrap my head in for sleep. I would take, I would have two drinks in the airport and take an edible as I got, as I sat down in the plane. So I knew that then between the two drinks and the edible, maybe one more drink on the plane, I would be out for like six, seven hours. So, and that, that was my, that was my big plan there. But like, I, I feel like a wrap is always a good, like, like some sort of like thin wrap scarf that's like big and like, you can like use as a blanket as well. That's a, that's a trick. There's a brand I like that makes silk and cashmere scarves that Mm. are very light, very lightweight, but also, um, very warm. Um, and that company is called Chan Lu, Mm -hmm. C-H-A-N-L-U-U. Nordstrom, I've also found, makes some nice silk and cashmere scarves mm-hmm. that are less expensive than Chan Lu's and are probably just as nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I don't wear jeans. I wear like a pant. I wear a pant, but I wear a pant that has some room. I want a little bit of give in my pants. You know, I don't want to have an elastic sticking in. Um, but I try to like, I try to look a little cute on the plane. Like I try to wear like a, you know, a slip on boot or something. Like I, I don't know. I still have like a little bit of like, I don't want to be in my jammies on a plane. No, I don't want to be on my jammies in a plane. And I, I discourage that in others because from jammies, it's only one small step to taking your shoes off. Oh, barefoot. Somebody's barefoot next to you on a plane. Oh, the disgusting, disgusting, absolutely disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. Jammies, jammies is a bad look. And you know what else increasingly, like, this is just going to be so shitty and I don't mean to be shitty, but I really hate it when someone reclines their seat. I know you're perfectly allowed to recline your seat, but the way the seats are now, they're so tight. Like it is They're so just, tight. It's so uncool. And like, what are you really gaining? You're gaining, you're gaining like four inches to lie down, which is three inches, two inches. But I'm like gaining now. I'm like fucking crunched. I'm trying to work and my laptop yeah. is in my gut, you know, like it's. I don't, I don't think the recline no, is just I don't, stupid. They shouldn't now, if they're going to cram us in there the way they cram us in there now, they can't let the seats recline the way they do. No, it just doesn't can't. make any sense. And it causes bad feeling between like, you know, passengers. It causes conflict. Yes. Yes, exactly. No, there's a lot, there's a lot of bad. The flights are just, I saw something the other day, like how is there like the worst, like you the cheapest flight that they show you when you're booking a flight is like, what is this even? Do I even have a seat? No, I don't have a seat. Like, <laughs> like it's just like the the booking flights is so expensive. It's so expensive now, and it's so frustrating because it you think you're getting one thing, and then you go to the website and you're like, oh, it's two hundred dollars more than that because right. I want to be able to pick my seat, and I might even want to pay to board first because I don't want to get fucked with on the on the goddamn now you're checking and I hadn't expected to check. (laughs) No, I'm telling you the biggest anxiety moment for me at the airport. And the thing that I spend so much, I mean, like if I'm with somebody, like I'm trapped, I was traveling with a friend once who didn't quite understand how important it was for me to be among the first people in the plane. Me too. (laughs) It's so important because otherwise they take your bag from you and who the fuck knows when you'll ever see it again. I just want to be. I just want to be on the plane. I want to be, I wanna on, be the plane. on the plane. I want to be looking at my phone. Yes. I want. I want to be loaded. Yes. Early. Yes. And same. I'm wi- and, and 
and and and and I am I'm not like a really compulsive anal person, but about that I'm like I've got to. I want to be one of the first people. I'm, I'm like whatever. I don't need to be in first class, but I need I when I'm flying alone, because I can't really explain this to Alex because he's like, that is a fucking waste of money. And he's right. It is a fucking waste of money. But for me, whenever I'm- For your peace of mind? Yes. If I'm flying with just Charlotte or me alone, I am always paying that $45 like to board first. Always. Yeah. Because when I don't, I regret it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Maybe the answer to this is in Jen's book, but how do you balance the desire- obligation to be a female leadership role model for younger women? Well, I think we know the answer to this already. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Let's take it more seriously, especially when you work in a male dominated field with your field, with your desire to take a break from the constant struggle and go work in a bakery or something. Perimenopausal mental health struggles are hitting me hard and I want to keep doing the right thing and the money doesn't hurt, but I'm so tired. Oh man, I feel that so much. I I think that for me, when I when I got off the the train of female leadership role model for younger women, which I was, it was what do I want to do before I die? This is not it, right? And right. and it was a lot of financial sacrifice, and it was a lot of like stumbling around, and a lot of sadness, and you know. But I, I'm better for it because I, I would have been unhappy if I kept going at that pace. So I think, you know, evaluate your finances, think about what you really want to do, take your time. There's no reason to move quickly on this. But, you know, think about what do you want to do before you die? What else would you like to be doing? Yeah. You know? And and you know, it's it's funny. I we all need money. But we need less money than I think we think we do, especially when we're in those executive positions where it's like, I can't imagine making less than this. You can make so much less than you're making now and still live happily and well. Yeah, it's adjustments. It's adjustments. It's adjustments and it's sacrifices. And what sacrifices are you willing to make for your mental health? I don't know. I thought that I think that's a good question. It's a good question. And your answer was a good answer. Yeah, And you got off the train and you never got back on. I never got back on the train and I had no desire to get back on the train. It, 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 it was, um, soul depleting. Yeah. And you're not responsible for other women and, and you being a role model for other women, if you're unhappy, then that's not really being a role model because you don't, you don't want to model that behavior. You want to model joy. You want to like, we're, we're all so obsessed with the way things look and jobs that are big. The real modeling is like living a life that, that makes you feel content. That is very true. That's it. That's it. All right. Yeah. And, and on that note, note, one, one minute and one hour and one minute. Okay. Thanks for listening to everything is fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini and I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms. Also, subscribe to the show if you have not subscribed to the show. This is a whole thing with Apple. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you want to support the production of the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash everything is fine. It's $3 a month to start. You can pay us more. You could probably pay us less. I haven't looked into it. Um, We do special segments over there and we blog there sometimes, but really it's just to help us pay our editor and keep the show's lights on. If you want to follow Kim and you should, you can find Kim at kimfrance.substack.com. If you want to pre-order my book, Ambition Monster, which covers many of the topics we talked about today, 
it, the link is in the show notes. You can find my beauty recommendations at Jen Romolini's Vanity on Instagram. Oh, we have a private and robust Facebook group. You should join it. We're having a good time over there. Really, as I always say, like if you're interested in continuing the conversation after the episode, the Facebook page is the place to go. It really is. It's super fun over there. And then, of course, our show is mixed and edited by the wonderful, fantastic Natalie Rivera. Thank you, as Yay. always, for putting up with us, Natalie. We love you. We'll be back next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.